Being a Christian woman and walking in God's calling for our lives can be a difficult task. With the world and pop culture telling us to be one way, and the Bible saying another, you kind of end up feeling like an other. Well, you're not alone. Join me now and my friends as we navigate life in our 20s and 30s, while making sure we live out our faith, embrace our femininity, and looking cute. We discuss pop culture, life, careers, relationships, and so much more. Prepare to be entertained and educated. I know you're going to love it. Join our movement and embrace being another girl. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy. Hello, you are listening to Those Are The Girls With Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory and we, me, you, we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. For those um, who are new here, usually our TCAPs have moved to Mondays um, because I had an incredibly busy weekend, Valentine's Day this weekend, and then like some other stuff going on. I was not able to record this till Monday. So this episode is coming out. You're going to hear this on a Tuesday, but that's okay. That is okay. As long as you get the episode, that's really what matters, right? Okay. So if you're also new, a couple of housekeeping. This is essentially a pop culture podcast talking about life, career, relationships, pop culture, and this is all from the Christian perspective. So you're going to love the topics we're talking about. And you might've heard other people talk about these topics, but it's going to be a little bit of a Christian perspective. So the response, the answer, the commentary might sound a little different than what you're used to, but you're going to love the show. You are. If you're super girly, if you enjoy the color pink, if you can't see pink is my absolute favorite color. If you enjoy the color pink, if you are just a woman who's a Christian that just kind of wants to not listen to a bunch of cursing or listen to someone give their hookup stories and you kind of just want something fun and chill and to still know what's going on in culture but you're not really trying to get all that extra stuff added to it you've come to the right place this is going to be your favorite podcast so go on ahead give it five stars and leave a nice review i'd really appreciate that we have not necessarily a lot to cover but the stories that we're covering are going to be kind of long um so i need to get into the announcements um morning announcements is what I call them. I want to come up with like a funner, cuter name, I guess. Um, like if you listen to Here's the Thing with Kev on stage and that chick Angel, they call them church announcements, which is fun because like they kind of started off as like church people. They've kind of like ventured from that, but um, they say church announcement, uh, church announcements. I think that's so fun. Morning announcements is fun, but I mean, I guess it is normal. It's fine because the episode is released in the morning, but you might not hear it in the morning. Anyway, morning announcements. First, the other girls share the love party is March 23rd. It is at 10:30 a.m. and it's in Charlotte. I got the supplies yesterday, I believe, or this morning. Either way, I saw them in the foyer of my house this morning. The supplies are here. We are making Embrace Grace boxes for the women at the U City Women's Center. Um, and we're doing that at 10.30 on March 23rd. We're also going to get a tour of the facility and you're going to get to kind of learn a little bit more about like what exactly do pregnancy centers do. So if you are kind of new to the pro-life space or you know what, if you don't really even consider yourself fully pro-life, but you like the idea of a women's center or you want to learn more, I think this event is perfect for you. It's going to be March 23rd 
at 10.30 a.m. There um, is going to be a link on the website, on our Facebook group. Um, I post links almost every day to it for on the Instagram. If you want to come, if you're nervous and you've never been to an event like this, or you want to bring a friend or something and you, you, or you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to me. Those are the girls podcast on Instagram email. Those are the girls. Hello. Dot. Those are the girls at gmail.com. I really want, um, I think it'll just be good for as many people to come as possible for a myriad of reasons. Cause I think this is also a great opportunity. Not everybody has seen pregnancy centers. Not everybody even really understands what a pregnancy center is. So if you are questioning, trying to figure out what a pregnancy center is, this is the perfect event for you. So you should definitely come. It's going to be, like I said, at the U city, U city women's center, which is a women's center that is located in the university city area. We're going to be making embrace grace boxes. And I'm just really excited for you guys to come, um, and just learn and kind of fellowship. And this will be really good because um, the women that come through the center need love. They need to know that they are not alone. And these boxes have great resources for them. It's just encouraging. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for this. I hope you can come. Second thing, our next, um, we have adopted the Love Life, um, Love Life Week of March. I'm sorry. It is April 1st through April 6th. March 31st is Easter. So April 1st through April 6th. And we are marching. We're walking (laughs) April 6th at 9 a.m. That's when we're doing our Love Life Week. That's when we have it. As many people as can come as possible. If you have been interested in Love Life, but you're not quite sure how you feel about it because of videos you've seen or just because you don't really want to face confrontation or anything like that, I think this will be a great first step. Um, Love Life can be you know, you, well, first of all, we don't, you don't have to say a word to anyone. As a matter of fact, they ask us not to say a word to anyone at Love Life. Really what we do is we go, we do praise and worship, and then we go and we walk around the facility and then we pray for the people there and we pray in our groups. Yes, there probably will be people, you know, saying obscenities, playing loud, annoying music, you know, saying crazy stuff. It's absolutely a thing like this. It's a hundred percent what could happen. But let me tell you, um, our prayers are important and it is a good first step. You are going to feel, um, there is a lot of darkness and you are going to feel it. But when we pray and when we praise, like there is a difference, there is, stuff we can do. And it's a great, I keep saying it's a great first step because I think like once you go and you have that experience, then later you will be able to, um, maybe we talked about being a sidewalk, um, advocate, you could do that. Um, and yeah, so I think you should come. If you have questions about that too, please reach out. You can reach out. Those are the girls podcast. You can reach out at hello. Those are the girls. Um, and you can follow love life, um, on Instagram. If you want to learn a little bit more about that. So those are like the two events we have coming up. Um, And then the last announcement is our Patreon. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, I really enjoy this Patreon. Like, uh, I really enjoy this podcast. I really want to be a part of it. You can join for as low as $5 a month. It truly makes a difference. Everything for this podcast without you guys comes out of my pocket. So like if anything, so even the Embrace Grace boxes, thank you so much for everybody that donated. Um you know, we didn't get the full thing covered. So, um, some of it came out of my pocket. So I just want to say like, if you donate really, 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 really appreciate you. Um, and the $5 for the Patreon makes a huge difference for just all of the things that we do. Um, and if you join the Patreon, you get at least one new episode a month. 
you get early access to special events um you get like early announcements and you get a chance um to ask special questions when we have guests on our thursday's episodes um you are able to get a special like question that's just for the guests um so yeah oh and then this year's give oh and you're entered for the giveaway this year's giveaway this year's this month's giveaway is this bible study worthy and this is the bible study we're actually going to be going through as like a group i'm going to do this um i'm trying to decide if i should do it on the patreon or if i should do this on our instagram but we're going to be going over this bible study um this is by daily grace co i've never gone through it but i'm excited to go through it for the month of march um it is four weeks which is perfect because march is four weeks and we're going to be going through this bible study um kind of just like embracing is worthy embracing your identity in christ and i think that's something that every woman struggles with is your identity and this march we're going to go and talk about it as we talk about different women's um this women's month so we're going to be talking about different women related topics um our identity in christ is the most important thing that we have it is the most important thing um it is what should be uh, our anchor what or not our anchor um it should be what is guiding us in everything it's our identity and how um and we're going to be talking about embracing it so i'm really excited for that this is uh this month's giveaway so i have one of these that i will mail you so you do not have to buy it if you do if you're not on patreon um, and you want to participate, I will also leave a link to buy this Bible study so you can participate with us. All right. Those are morning announcements. Less than 10 minutes. I'm really excited for these, um, for everything that we're going to talk about this week. This week, I feel like wasn't necessarily like super um, pop culture heavy, but there's still tons of things we can talk about. Don't you worry. This will still be a hearty episode. I don't think I've ever done a solo Mal episode. Usually, for those that don't know, it's called Mallory and Friends. I'll have some friends come on and, like, co-host with me and, you know, give different perspectives um, on the different topics. But this week, it's just me. And I don't think I've ever done one that was, like, under, like, 30 minutes or anything. So, <laughs> there's that. All right. Here we go. Um, So, grab your mug. Oh, also, I was very blessed. I got a Stanley. For Valentine's Day. I actually got two. Um, one my dad gave me and one Christina. She's so sweet. Um, she's a really great friend of mine. She got me one. This is the light oh the light and this is a light pink one. And it's actually perfect because like a light pink and a dark pink, which is just like me, like light pink and dark pink. So anyway, as Stanley, this is my cup today. Um, let's get into the stories. What we do is right before we do these stories, we clink our tea glasses or our water cups or our Stanleys or our Yetis or our, the other one that was super popular a couple months ago. Clink. Okay, here we go. Main stories. Oh, another thing we're doing this month is Black History Month. So I thought it'd be really fun to do, tell a story or I guess they're not stories because they're real people's uh, lives. Talk about someone um, in black history that we kind of don't hear a lot about. We hear a lot about Madam C.J. Walker. Um, you know, we hear a lot about Colin Powell, uh, George Washington Carver. You know, we know all those stories. Thurgood Marshall. But there are some lesser known ones. We've done Matthew Henson, who discovered the North Pole. One of one of the men that discovered the North Pole. We also, and then last week we did Bessie Coleman, who was um, one of the first uh, black women and black person in general to um, get her pilot license. And she did tricks and things like that. And like, to me, the coolest thing, like I still think about her, one of the coolest things was she was not able 
they wouldn't allow her to take classes because she was black in um, the U.S. to pilot, um, to become a pilot. So she learned French to go to France to take the class in France because in France they would let her. Isn't that crazy? Like, think about the determination that you had to have to be able to learn another language to take the class in another language to do something that you really want to do. So next time you're kind of like, oh, gosh, I really I don't want to do this thing. Think about Bessie Coleman. She did it. She was successful at it. Her death was very tragic. You should listen to the episode to hear how she died. But she did it. And I just think that's so amazing. So this week, we are talking about Constance Baker Motley. Um, And I got her information from CNN.com. Here we go. She's the first Black woman to argue before the Supreme Court. Constance Baker Motley graduated from her Connecticut high school with honors, but her parents, immigrants from the Caribbean, couldn't afford to pay for college. So Motley, a youth activist who spoke at community events, made her own good fortune. A philanthropist heard one of her speeches and was so impressed, he paid for her to attend NYU and Columbia Law School. I also want to say, like, this is another example of just, like, you know, go the path that God has set out for you. And she couldn't pay for it, but someone heard about what she was doing and God used them to bless her to pay for her school. Anyway, as a brilliant and a brilliant legal career was born, Motley became the lead trial attorney for the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and began arguing desegregation and fair housing cases across the country. The person at the NAACP who hired her was future Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall, which is pretty cool. Motley wrote the legal brief for the landmark board, I'm sorry, the landmark Brown versus Board of Education case, which struck down racial segregation in American public schools. She wrote the legal brief. Really cool. Soon, she herself was arguing before the Supreme Court, the first black woman to do so. Over the years, she successfully represented Martin Luther King Jr., freedom riders, and lunch counter protesters in the um, Birmingham Children Marches. She won nine of the 10 cases that she argued before the high court. Motley maintained her composure, even as some judges turned their backs as she spoke. This is what she said in her memoir. I reject any notion that my race or sex will bar my success in life. Equal justice under the law. After leaving the NAACP, Motley continued her trailblazing path and became the first black woman to serve in the New York State Senate and later the first black woman federal judge really cool i love that she rejected the notion that her race or sex whoa she rejected the notion that her race or sex would bar her success in life equal justice under the law i love that so that is this week's black history month woman you person you might not have known about constance baker motley Okay, here we go. So another thing that's happening is we are in the middle of midterms. Um, We haven't really talked too much about midterms here on the podcast just because, um, you know, it's, there's two people running. There's not much we can say about it. You know, one thing I will say this, I think it's super important. um, Well, I guess let me get on my soapbox. (laughs) I think it's super important when we go to the ballot that we're voting our values what matters to you and you have to decide that you have to decide what are things that are important to you what matters to you those values are what you vote you don't vote for the person you don't vote for the party you don't vote for the uh just for the fun of it you don't vote because your mama told you to vote 
how to vote. You vote for the values that matter to you. So that means that's the person you vote for. We're in primary season. So what does that mean? What does that look like? If you, I can only talk really right now about North Carolina. So I'm just gonna talk about North Carolina. If you are registered to vote in North Carolina, um, if you are registered to vote as a Republican, you will get a ballot of all of the candidates that are running in the Republican primary. So um, I'll just use president, for example. The two people who are running um, that are still on the ballot are Donald Trump and Nikki Haley that are still running. I believe the ballot still has other names, but Donald Trump and Nikki Haley are the only two who are still running. Um, and those are the two that you can vote for. You can vote between those two. If you are a Democrat, you can vote for, I believe it's just Joe Biden I in North Carolina. I want to say that I heard that no one else was allowed on the ballot. I don't, that's not my, that's not my fight. Not, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't know what's going on there, but you will only receive the ballot for Democrat primaries. If you are registered independent, you are able to choose which ballot you want to do. Or I'm sorry, we don't have independent, we have unaffiliated. If you are registered unaffiliated, you can choose what ballot you want. We do have libertarian. If you, I believe we have libertarian. If you're registered libertarian, you can choose what um, ballot you want to, I'm sorry, if you're libertarian, you get the libertarian ballot. So you can choose between those. Um, I think that's, it's those are the only i think it's republican democrat libertarian i want to say there's one more party but either way you only get the party that you're registered for unless you're unaffiliated and then you get um you can pick which ballot you want to choose um so that is the primaries that is happening right now in north carolina right now is early voting up until march 5th march 5th is the official primary day so what does that mean? That means you need to go to um, the Board of Elections website and see where you can early vote if you'd like to vote before March 5th for the primary. Let's, I um, took the liberty to look, I'm going to uh, link this article that kind of talks about like how voting in the primaries works. Um, and let me tell you some of the things that we'll be voting for. Um, there will be, also, so it's not just president on there. It's the governor. It's the insurance commissioner, the auditor, labor commission, Supreme Court justices. In North Carolina, we we vote for the North Carolina Supreme Court justices. Some states, they're appointed, but in North Carolina, we vote for them. Um, the state treasurer, these are all going to be, the primaries for all of these are going to be on the ballot. And it's so important that you take the time. You know, you don't have to take 16 days and, uh, if you don't, I mean, you can if you want to, but you need to at least take the time to like visit their websites, look at their social media, look up voting records, look up how they voted before, look up, you know, see if there's any other information about them. And, you know, it can, to do a thorough, like, look at every candidate that you're going to be voting for, it does take time, but it doesn't have to take years or days or anything like that. You just take the time to look because let me tell you why um, primaries are so important. The primary winner is going to be who is going to run in the general election, which will be November 4th of this year. If you do not vote in the primary, how can you be frustrated or upset about who represents the party? I'll use Republicans. Who, how can you be upset if you do not vote in the primary about who um, is going to be representing the Republican for your positions? President, let's just take out president that, you know that has kind of already been decided um but for state auditor for um state treasurer for governor our we have a very important governor's election here in north carolina 
Um, if you do not like who wins the primary, but you didn't vote in the primary, I mean, come on. Like, why are you upset? You should have voted in the primary. Now, if the person you wanted to win didn't win, you, you can be upset. But like, you, you're that that matters. You know, the primary is very important. I'll give another example. Um, people who um really who believe that um abortion should be illegal all all nine months with no exception. I'm one of those people. The problem that we come to face is when we do elect Republicans that we are assuming will vote that way, they don't. Now, a lot of them have been challenged by people who would, but people didn't vote for them. So when it's time to create the laws, that's why we get heartbeat bills instead of like complete protection under the law. I personally want complete protection under the law. I would prefer that. That is what I think is best. But if there's nobody, or at least not enough people that were elected to do that, I don't think that means anyone should be allowed to have an abortion either. So that's a whole nother conversation. But that's how we get to that position. That's how we get there. If no one is elected that will vote for equal protection in the law, I mean, what are we doing? We have to get someone in who will vote for that. That's why the primaries are so important. Okay. So let's see here. Let me kind of explain. We have until March 5th um, and a lot of lesser known cases. And in this article, it made a really interesting point. Ultimately, who wins in November will impact your daily life. The state insurance commissioner, for example, recently reject- rejected a drastic rate rate hike on homeowner insurance across the state. Let me read that again. The state insurance commissioner recently rejected a drastic rate hike on homeowners insurance across the state. So the insurance commissioner is important. The state auditor is important. The Supreme Court justices of our state are so important. That is something that like, I mean, if you are at all in tune with North Carolina politics, you know that our Supreme Court justices are important. Anyway, I just want to say that. Um, So here's some other um, points that they said in the article. If no candidate reaches the 30% threshold, a runner-up can request a second primary. You can also look at the ballot if you go to the North Carolina Registration um, Voter Lookup. I'm assuming it's going to be similar in every state. If not exactly the same, I would call your Board of Elections or call your GOP headquarters, um, and they should be able to help you. Um, Here's some other stuff. If you're registered unaffiliated, you can vote in the primary of your choosing. If you're planning on voting March 5th, you can fill out your, you can find your voting polling places. So here are some dates. Early voting in person begins February 15th. Absentee ballot request ends February 27th at 5 p.m. March 2nd at 3 p.m. in person, early voting ends. Primary election day. Absentee is March 5th. And absentee ballots are due by 7.30 p.m. on March 5th. There's links to how to do that. If you're not registered, you can still register during early voting period the same day you cast your ballot. You will need to provide proof of where you live. And we do have um, to show our ID in North Carolina. We do have that, which I'm not against it. I think that's a good thing. Last time I actually went to vote, someone was doing like a survey and asked me how I felt. And I was like, I felt fine. Like everybody, you have to have a basic ID to do practically everything. So I don't think it was like an affront or anything. And she was like, okay, thanks. Which I don't think that was the answer she was expecting because, you know. 
Um, <laughs> but that was the answer I gave because I don't think it's that big of a deal. You just need your ID. Like everybody has to have an ID um, to do basic. I mean, the basic things, at least in North Carolina, you need an ID to drive. Heck. Um, anyway. So that is what's going on in North Carolina with voting the primaries. I encourage everyone vote. Please vote. Please vote. Please. I'm asking you. It's your civic duty. Please vote. North. Oh, I also want to say this. If you live in North Carolina, North Carolina was one of the um, safest elections. We have really good things set up to make sure that our elections are safe. So all the other stuff, you know, if you believe um, that the election was stolen, you don't have to worry about your vote in North Carolina. Other states, I can't, you know, say anything about that. But like North Carolina, if you think the election was stolen, it had nothing to do with North Carolina. North Carolina, we're good. We're Gucci. So please vote. Thanks. All right, next story. So this was a big story that like, okay, I'm saying it was a big story, but I do feel like it just wasn't as big as like others, which unfortunately is kind of like what is becoming the norm um, just because of how society is. I can't tell you how to fix this like that's not what this segment is going to be i'm not I, I don't know how to fix it every time i hear an argument i'm like oh that probably could work and then i hear someone and i'm like oh that's a good way it wouldn't work here's someone else oh that that's a good way no that wouldn't work either so i don't know how to fix it i i am leaving that up to people who are stronger and strong well stronger but also smarter than me that know more about um guns and things like that so this happened to Joel Osteen's church. Um, this is from AP News. A woman killed after she opened fire in Joel Osteen's mega church. Boy with her shot is hospitalized. I also um, want to say that, um, you know what? I'm not going to say that. Okay. So a woman in a trench coat opened fire with a long gun Sunday. So this was actually Super Bowl Sunday, which is why I understand that it probably didn't get as much um credit then but i just feel like this past week i've heard bits and pieces but not that much about it so i don't know so a woman in trench coat opened fire with a long gun sunday inside celebrity pastor joel olsen's mega church in texas sending worshipers rushing to find safety while two off-duty officers confronted and killed the shooter two other people were shot and injured including a five-year-old boy who was in critical condition awful the violence erupted shortly after, I'm sorry, the violence erupted shortly before the Houston Church's 2 p.m. Sunday service was set to begin. Just as the rest of the country was preparing for the Super Bowl, the woman entered the enormous Lakewood Church, a building with a 16,000 person capacity that was previously an arena for the NBA's Houston Rockets, with the boy who was later injured, who was later hurt in the shootout with police. A man in his 50s was also wounded. The boy was in critical condition at a children's hospital, while the man was stable at a different hospital with a hip wound. The shooting happened between services of the megachurch, which that is regularly attended by 45,000 people every week, making it the third largest megachurch in the U.S. Um, Osteen said the violence could have been much worse if it had happened during the earlier, larger 11 a.m. service. So that is essentially what happened crazy absolutely crazy um crazy story i mean she brought her child or a child i don't know if we know that it's her job but we she brought a child um awful so and this is another article that i'm going to link and this is telling us like about the shooter because that i think that's the most 
interesting part of this like where did this come from why did this happen you know what is this okay what is not about the shooter authorities said marino had a history of mental illness including being placed under emergency detention in 2016 but provided no other details houston police commander chris hasing said marino sometimes used both male and female aliases but he said investigators determined through interviews and past police records that marino identified as a female authorities said investigators were looking into a dispute involving marino and the family of marino's ex-husband police said that marino illegally legally purchased in december the ar-15 style rifle that was used in the shooting marino was also carrying a 22 caliber rifle investigators also found anti-semitic writings by the shooter and hasing noted marino's rifle had a palestine sticker on the butt stop he described marino as a lone wolf who was not acting as any part of a larger group a couple things so marino sometimes used both male and female aliases but they identified as female that is interesting i have a couple thoughts on that i don't want to spend too much time talking about this person like that's the last time i'm going to say their last name like i'm just going to refer them as the shooter um because you know they want the type of notoriety um so and i don't want to spend too much time talking about that but i do think that's interesting that they use both male and female aliases because if you listen to a lot of conservative media they were saying that this person was trans but if you look at the person it doesn't look like they put forth much effort i really don't think that they were this is just my speculation i don't think that they were trans using male and female aliases i think they were just trying to like throw people off like you know you've heard of the times where people have robbed banks like men have robbed banks but they'll dress up like as an old woman i think it was more of that um than being male or female because um being like trans because like they said both use male and female aliases they didn't say like they lived a male or female life i guess that's where i'm kind of like and you know it doesn't really matter but i just i do think like contributing this to being trans is a miss i i don't necessarily think that that's the truth um now it doesn't matter they're an evil awful person um may god have mercy on their soul because well they're they've passed away so you know anyway um that's between them god and whoever i guess um so that i thought was interesting and then having a palestine sticker on the bump stock that's also crazy that like this person feels like they were written up by like a conservative that says that um like that's creating anyway that's just so crazy that someone would have that and it just you know i was listening to ruslan talk about this and he made a good point like I mean, this is, this person is clearly something is mentally wrong with them. You know, using male or female aliases, if they were trained, something is clearly off. I mean, they have been, had a history of mental illness being placed under emergency detention in 2016, but provided no other details. I mean, clearly something is wrong there. And I hate to be, there's a mental health crisis in the U.S. Yeah, there is a mental health crisis in the U.S. And we're not doing anything about it. And I mean, I just, I'm also curious if they've had, all of these issues i don't i'll once again i'll be honest i don't know enough about guns to sit here and be like well this is i'm not going to be that person um i am curious so they legally purchased an ar-15 style rifle legally purchased 
that's also interesting too um and then the palestine sticker and anti-semitic writings is just so this was just so bizarre and i think the main reason i think it should be talked about is just because a it attacked a church so that also gets us thinking you know those of us who are christians this is not the first time someone attacked a church it's not the first time someone attacked a group of christians um you know there was the person who we do know confirmed they were transgendered that attacked the um the christian school uh we know that the person the first like shooting that i remember being like oh wow this is really close to home for me for me was um the black church in charleston i don't remember the guy's name which is good um but he shot a group of um black people purposely in charleston and i just remember thinking whoa that is like close like physically close to home and then it's also kind of like wow like i have family that goes to like specifically not not specifically black church but you know you know what I'm saying um church sunday morning is the most segregated time in the country most churches have you know are mono mono um race mono ethnicity anyway you guys know what i'm trying to say y'all aren't stupid you know what i mean so i just that was very like oh my goodness that's kind of like scary but um this is just kind of like where we are in society is this good no um how do we leave once again i don't have the answer i'm just reporting what happened and i think that it's important for us to talk about it and to acknowledge that hey a good guy with a gun did stop like it could have been much much worse she was not able to get anyone I think there is still some confusion about how the boy with her was shot. He is in the hospital. So please let's keep praying um, for the little boy and pray for the people at the church. I'm, that must be terrifying. I cannot imagine. Um, it turned out they didn't have church last Sunday. I cannot imagine going into a church after there was like an attempt of shooting. Thankfully, um, you know, there was very minimal casualties. So that that is a blessing. So, you know, it wasn't like it was much worse but like thankfully it was very minimum casualties um but i just can't imagine so let's pray for the congregation let's pray for um pastors and let's pray that this could be a awakening for him um you know it's no secret that he does not preach the full gospel that is something that um yeah he's does not preach the full gospel i'll just leave it at that it's no secret that that happened so maybe this could be a uh awakening from let's just continue to pray for him like i don't think this is time we go which is why i'm not going to go into like well this is why i don't like him i'm let's pray for him let's pray for him and his congregation and pray for people who have been affected by this let's continue pray for the little boy it's this is i mean i Right now, this looks to be kind of the direction our country is going in. So then I guess I want to end it on like a maybe more positive. Like, what do we do with this? Do we just not go to uh, into big groups? I mean, even what happened in um, Kansas City at that parade. It turns out it was just like a gang thing. It wasn't like a big like um, and then someone purposely shooting the kids, like targeting that. It was like a gang affiliation. I believe that's what they said it was. Um, but like that's still terrifying do we not go into big groups do we just sit around and kind of like stay to ourselves no that is not i personally don't think that's that's not the response either i don't think that's what we're supposed to do i think we're supposed to go about our lives try to look out for one another um something small micro something micro we're gonna do um go about our lives try to look out for one another 
see something, say something. Don't be afraid to speak up if you see something that's like really that's seems off. You have a cousin that you think is a little something's a little wrong with them mentally. Talk to somebody. Let someone know that can deal with it. I don't mean like um, you know, we're all most of us are adults that are listening. You know, when we're longer, go tell an adult. Well, now that you're the adult, you see something off, go tell someone in authority, like a police officer, you know, telling your friend next door. Sure, that's good. I think you should make people aware. But also, like, that's another problem I think people have. They just kind of talk amongst themselves like, yeah, that guy is weird. Oh, that guy is so strange. Oh, that guy is a weirdo. And then, you know, yeah, we used to say he was a weirdo, but nobody told anyone that had authority that could do something like if you see something, say something to someone who has authority that can do something. I think that's how we go about it. Once again, I don't know the answer with the gun. I, I and I, I'm not going to sit here and like speculate. There are people once again who have more knowledge than I do on that topic. Um, that you should listen to on that. Don't listen to me on that. I'm just reporting what happened, and I want to offer a little bit of like hope and a little bit of like, um, just understanding. Like in the Bible, talks about like there will be trials. There will be problems there there will be times like this is something that we should expect you know especially the way like our culture is going like people are not just like anti-christian people are becoming more hostile to christianity are we struggling like some of our brothers and sisters for example um in the middle east in some african countries some asian countries no we're not struggling like them okay like let's get that straight like we're not experiencing the same type of persecution but um, that could happen, A, and then B, what we are experiencing, we should be able to, um, we should be encouraged by our brothers and sisters in other countries and be able to figure out how do we combat that? What do we do when we are, our whole culture is anti-Christian? How do we combat that? How do we um, stand up? How do we be counterculture, countercultural? We're really quick. At my church currently, they're going through Daniel. Let's read Daniel. Learn a little bit more about that. Talk with your friends. Like, let's have these conversations. Let's kind of try to figure out, like, and and don't operate in fear. I think that's another thing too. A lot of people get scared. Understandably, it is scary. The thought that, like, at any church in America, someone can come in because they're angry about how they perceive Christ or about how they perceive Christians, and a lot of times it's not even like real. Um, anybody can come into a church like that is a scary thought but we can't live like that we we can't that's just not that's not a way to live so um all that to say scary story but jesus is still in the throne god is still in control and we keep moving forward we keep doing what we have to do we keep sharing the gospel we keep loving people that's another thing too we have to make sure we're loving people loving people you know looks different than what some might think it looks like so we have to refer to the bible (laughs) i'll just leave it at that i don't want to get into a whole nother conversation of like people i mean if you've been on twitter the past week everybody and their grandmother has shared their opinion on how to love people and if it includes washing feet and that's all i'm gonna say you might get that reference you might not switching gears for um a much lighthearted story Alyssa milano this is from page six. This isn't like a big story, but I think it brings forth an interesting question that I'd love for you to answer in the comments. From page six, Alyssa Milano was blasted for attending the pricey Super Bowl 
2024 with Sun after asking for money for his baseball team. Alyssa Milano was lambasted for attending the pricey Super Bowl on Sunday with her son after asking fans to make donations to the baseball team. The charmed actress shared an Instagram photo with 12-year-old son Milo, love that name, from their seats at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas after the mother-son duo watched the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, While several of the actress's fans flooded the comment section with loving messages, others pointed out the irony of her attendance at the game where tickets start at a whopping $2,000 per seat. This is what the GoFundMe was for, LOL. One troll commented on the post. Let's be real for a second. How can a celebrity start a GoFundMe for her son and say that she couldn't afford she couldn't afford it, but then pull up to the Super Bowl? Please explain. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I would love to hear your answer, let alone hers. A second person wrote. So the question that I want to ask is like celebrities, influencers, rich people in general, posting GoFundMe's, like, is that appropriate? Is that not appropriate? Um like, should they be doing that? I know for, a f- like, me, I'll say for me, I think that's weird. I don't think celebrities, like, I understand. So, you know, there was a time where um, I think Lady Gaga's dad, his, uh, so I heard this on the toast, so I hope this is correct. Lady Gaga's dad, um, his restaurant burnt down or something, and she posted a GoFundMe. And it's like, oh, girly, like, you should fix that for your dad. There was a time, I believe it was Megan Fox's um, nail tech. Her family needed, a, someone in her family needed a kidney or something. I don't remember the full story, but it was for medical something. And she posted um, the GoFundMe for her, mail t- her nail tech. And, you know, and then Alyssa Milano was posting for the baseball team. <sighs> you know, all three of those women are pretty well off. Lady Gaga... Megan Fox and um Alyssa Milano. Now Alyssa Milano I feel like doesn't get consistent work. She did fantastic and insatiable. If you guys have not seen that show, a little crazy, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. She was in it. Played a weirdo, but she was in it. Um, and that's kind of the last thing I remember seeing her in. And I feel like maybe she does Hallmark stuff. I don't know. I'm not a Hallmark girly, so I don't know. Um and then Megan Fox, you know, she's always doing something with that MGK. <laughs> and then uh, Lady Gaga, you know, filthy rich artists, blah, blah. I think it is weird when they ask for money. I think all three of those situations are a little different. Like I have more great, like my grace is like up and down for various ones. I'm going to go backwards. So the Alyssa Milano situation, I understand like the reasoning behind it. Because in my head, if it were me, I think I would just go ahead and pay for all the stuff that they need for the baseball team. Like, I don't think I would hesitate. I, I don't know if I would think twice about it, really. This is what I'm thinking I would do. I don't know. I'm not in that situation. I don't have kids. Um, Because in my head, I'm thinking, like, it's people on the baseball team. And they're probably like, oh, this woman has tons of followers. She's Alyssa Milano. Like, we can, if she posts this link, tons of people will donate. When we in reality, that's like not how it works. The more I think about it, like it's not, yeah, that's just not how it works when you post things like that. I also want to say that like the tickets thing, she probably was like some company probably gave them to her. Like, I don't think she bought the tickets. A lot of celebrities and things like that, they're not, you know, people who have boxes. 
Um, the Travis Kelsey box thing, that's completely different. But like, for example, the Kardashians were there. They didn't pay for that box. Like someone paid for them to be there. Uh, most celebrities are paid to be there. Um, Lana, Del Love, Lana Del Rey, for example, like she did not pay for to be in that box either. You know, like, well, I guess we can go back to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey paid for everybody in that box. So Lana Del Rey, Ice Spice, Blake, all of those people, they were like people go celebrities go for free which is crazy to me because like really it should be like i personally think like people major fans like if someone's been a 49ers or for example the last if someone's been a 49ers and a Chiefs fan i think they should be able to get the free tickets but anyway that's just that's just how everything's been set up you know i'm not in charge i'm not the one who does it so her getting the tickets i don't think is that big of a deal um so the megan fox thing her um nail tech i i go back and forth like i think if she donated and i'm not gonna like go back and forth like how much she donated because like that's another thing too you it's a weird power dynamic i want to say i heard someone say that when this happened on the podcast too i think that was a good point that is a weird power dynamic to it's your nail tech to like completely pay for like i think it was like maybe her father's surgery or like her surgery or something that's just like a weird dynamic so like I kind of have more grace. Lady Gaga posted her dad's restaurant. No, that's crazy. I don't understand that. Like, maybe, like, send that to your other rich friends. Like, don't, don't ask us. And honestly, if you are a celebrity, if you're a celebrity or like a major rich influencer and you're listening to this, I, my advice to you is like, don't post it. You, I'm sure you have group chats with other rich people. Like, send the group chat, hey, my nail tech um, is getting surgery like this here's a GoFundMe that she has if you feel like it please donate I mean that's don't ask us don't especially with us like um a lot of people are struggling financially don't ask us don't I'm sorry just don't and it's like okay so then so then my next question is like GoFundMe's in general like how do you get people because like I've struggled we've done GoFundMe's for those of the girls and I've struggled like with getting people to donate it is very hard to get people to donate so how do you, so you want someone with a lot of followers, celebrities have a lot of followers. I think what it has to be is it has to be not at all related to them. It has to be something like, and they have to have donated to The more I think about it, I think it has to be like a celebrity or influencer or whatever posting a random stranger's medical bill and then like they've donated but i think also we should donate anonymously so then you're just speculating like oh which one was the one they donated anonymously which i also think i don't know if people are like looking like that i think that's so like i really think that's like terrible <laughs> like don't money check people that's just my personal opinion like look at the names like oh how much did but i do know people do that so i do think that you should donate anonymously but you know people that I know people do that, so that's the only reason why. Otherwise, I mean, I donate, don't donate, whatever. But I think that's, that's the only thing I can think of is to do it that way, and then hope that the right people who see it and have the money do it. It's tough to decide like what is appropriate, and not appropriate. Once you reach a certain level, I mean, even with I'm sorry, I'm not going to get over that video that's going viral of um, Tucker Carlson trying. <laughs> Carlson trying the uh, shopping cart with the quarter as if like this oh it's a new thing like okay 
I posted that people were like, oh, not everybody has an Aldi. Okay, true. But like, it's not like, um, well, first of all, some people do have Aldi. So it's not like this brand new thing. But there's also other ways carts are stopped so that people don't take them. Like, it, it, I don't know. He just, to me, it was just so like out of touch. Like grocery stores have like ways to set up. I mean, if you notice, this isn't stop the cart, but this is just like some of the things set up. If you notice a lot of Walmarts um, have those big poles, like um, Target has those balls in front of the store. It's so people don't crash their cars in. Like there are things that are set up. So it's not like it's a new concept to like set up oh, look at this, uh, every other grocery store in America, you can take the grocery carts and and homeless people get them. Like, that's just not new. Anyway, I, I personally think that him trying to talk about how great Russia is is crazy, and I'm kind of shocked that people are falling for it, but that's neither here nor there. That's a whole nother conversation. Let me know what you think. Do you think that celebrities should post GoFundMes? Do you think that it's weird that they are um do you think that it's weird that they are doing that like what are your thoughts um on the gofundmes and celebrities okay let me see what the next stories are okay yeah next stories next two stories are going to be very interesting the next story i'm going to read a lot so i'm going to take a quick sip of some water this next story i have to talk about because it was going around, in, not Instagram, it's going around TikTok, and it was going around Twitter, and I just, I have to say something. I, I have to. This is from The Cut. Here's the title. The day I put $50,000 in a shoebox and handed it to a stranger, I never thought I was the kind of person to fall for a scam. This article is incredibly long. I'm going to read excerpts from it, but I encourage you, if you find this story fascinating, please read it. Please read it. I also want to let you know that the lady who is writing this, let me get her exact title really quick, because um, I do not want to mess this up. Um, she is the Cuts Financial Advice Columnist. So the author is talking about her life experience. She is the Cuts financial advice columnist here we go on a tuesday evening this past october i put fifty thousand dollars in cash in a shoebox taped it shut as instructed and carried it to the sidewalk in front of my apartment my phone claps to my ears quote don't let anyone hurt me end quote i told the man on the other line feeling pathetic you won't be hurt he answered just keep doing exactly as I say. Three minutes later, a white Mercedes SUV pulled up to the curb. The back window will open, said the man on the phone. Do not look at the driver or talk to him. Put the box through the window and say thank you and then go back inside. The man on the phone knew my home address, my social security number, the names of my family members, and that my two-year-old son was playing in our living room. He told me my home was being watched, my laptop had been hacked, and we were in imminent danger. I can help you, but only if you cooperate, he said. His first orders, I could not tell anyone about our conversation, not even my spouse, or talk to the police or a lawyer. That morning, it was October 31st, I dressed my toddler in a pizza costume for Halloween and kissed him goodbye before school. 
I wrote some work emails at 12.30 p.m. My phone buzzed. The caller ID said it was Amazon. I answered. A polite woman with a vague accent told me she was calling from Amazon customer service to check some unusual activity on my account. The call was being recorded for quality insurance. Had I recently spent $8,000 on MacBooks and iPads? I had not. I checked my Amazon account. My order history showed iPad and diapers. No, I'm sorry. I had not. I checked my Amazon account. My order history showed diapers and groceries. No iPads. The woman who said her name was Krista told me the purchases had been made under my business account. I don't have a business account, I said. She said, our system shows that you have two. Krista and I concurred that I was the victim of identity theft, and she said that she would flag the fraudulent accounts and freeze their activity. She provided me with a case ID number for future reference and recommended that I check my credit card. I did, and everything looked normal. I thanked her for her help. Then Krista explained that Amazon had been having a lot of problems with identity theft and false accounts lately. It had begun become so pervasive that the company was working with a liaison at the Federal Trade Commission and was referring defrauded customers to him. Could she connect me? I'm sure, I said. Krista transferred the call to a man who identified himself as Calvin Mitchell. He said he was an investigator with the FTC, gave me his badge number, and had me write down his direct phone line in case I needed to contact him. He also told me our call was being recorded. He asked me to verify the spelling of my name, and then he read me the last four digits of my social security number, my home address, and my date of birth to confirm that he was correct. The fact that he had my social security number threw me. I was getting nervous. I'm glad we're speaking, said Calvin. Your personal information is linked to a case that we've been working on for a while now, and it's quite serious. He told me that 22 bank accounts, 9 vehicles, and 4 properties were registered to my name. The bank accounts had wired more than 30, sorry, the bank accounts had wired more than $3 million overseas, mostly to Jamaica and Iraq. Did I know anything about this? No, I said. Did I know someone named Stella Suki Kwong? I did not think so, I said. He texted me a photo of her ID, which he claimed had been found in a car rented under my name that was abandoned at the southern border of Texas with blood and drugs in the trunk. A home in New Mexico affiliated with a car rental had subsequently been raided, he added, and authorities found more drugs, cash, and bank statements registered to my name and social security number. He texted me a drug bust photo of a bag of pills and money stacked on a table. He told me that there were warrants out for my arrest in Maryland and Texas and that I was being charged with cyber crimes, money laundering, and drug trafficking. He explained that the CIA would need to freeze all the assets in my bank I'm sorry, all assets in my name, including my actual bank accounts, and in the eyes of the law, there was no difference between the real and fraudulent ones, he said. They would also deactivate my compromised social security number and get me a new one. Then by monitoring my activity under my old social security number and accounts, they would catch the criminals who were using my identity, and I would get my life back. But then I would need to use only cash for my day-to-day expenses. So there is more to this article. I can't read the whole thing. But this woman was scammed. First, let me say, I do feel bad for this woman. $50,000 is a lot of money. 
certainly more money than I have. I mean, more money than that's a lot of money. There's no way um, I could ever get $50,000 in cash, which also the positive is I'll never be scammed, uh, scammed out of that much money because I don't have that much money. So that's the first thing I want to say. Sorry to this woman. Second thing I want to say. I hate to be like it could never be me because I've said this before on the podcast. I feel like I've written this in a blog before. It's not good to say it can never be me because you can be humbled very quick. But I have a hard time believing this could be me. <laughs> there are so many red flags. I mean, saying you can't talk to a lawyer, can't talk to the police, can't talk to your spouse. That is crazy. The Like, you can't talk to a lawyer. I mean, that should have been the first red flag. Can't talk to the police, your spouse. That That is, I mean, the wildest thing I've ever heard. That's the first thing. Second thing is like, if you look in your account and there are no, you know, there's no iPad. So then, okay. So their argument was, oh, well, she, um, oh, they have another account under your name. I, what? What? If it's under your name, then they'd have to use a similar, the same email. Like, that's, then how do they get your number? Like, that that doesn't, that's not logical either. Um, oh, there's also a part in the article where the FTC transferred her to the CIA. Let me tell you, that does not happen. The FTC is not going to transfer you to the CIA. Another red flag. Things happening in Iraq and Jamaica. Let me tell you guys, there's this show called Traffic. It was on Hulu. I don't know if it's still there. If you can find it, you should watch it. They talk about different scam or like different types of things that people. Let me just look it up really quick. It's like um, now that I'm thinking about, it, maybe it's not called Traffic. Um, the TV show where the woman shows scammers. Um, woman show, I think it's called Traffic, the TV show Traffic, because they also talked about other ways, but now that I'm thinking about, um, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't make sense, um, I'm a little confused because why would it, like, the TV show, like I said, it was, they showed people who, um, okay, let me, sorry, let me just find this season one. Um, they showed people who were scammers. Oh yeah. It's called trafficked. They show, so now that I'm thinking, oh, like, why would they, I don't know. Anyway, episode one of traffickers season one, it was on Hulu. Let me see popular. Um, let me see if it says where else is available. It doesn't say where else is available. I would try Hulu and then look everywhere else. Called Trafficked. Trafficked. Episode one, Scammers. This woman goes and investigates people who scam. The two biggest countries, you will never believe it. I'll give you a second to guess. The two biggest countries that traffic. Uh, I'm sorry, that scam. The two biggest countries that scam. Give you a second. 
Jamaica, and Israel. Isn't that wild? Jamaica and Israel. Would have never guessed. So the fact that they said Jamaica, at least because I know that context would have been like a red flag to me. But in that show, she interviewed people who were scammers. Um, and some of them showed their face. Most of them did not. I will say there was a group that idolized Donald Trump, which I thought was very interesting. I'm guessing because he was rich. That was the main reason I idolized him. But anyway, um, these people who scam do not care. Like, oh my goodness, one of the women was like, well, they should just be smarter. The people who scam are ruthless. They do not care. I mean, I know you guys have heard the story, awful story of the um, boy whose parents, um, the sextortion story. Um, he sent inappropriate pictures to uh, trigger warning. He sent in- inappropriate pictures to this account he thought was another girl, a young girl about his age. And this person said that they were going to send them to everyone in his family. Christian, sweet, innocent kid, never been suicidal. And then he, he unalived himself. Tragic. The people do not care. Like the people who do the scams do not care. You have to. I mean, I think that the, I'm going to be honest. I think most people, not most people. I heard someone say this on, um, like someone making this commentary and my dad actually said this too. He said, sometimes people, essentially the idea, this wasn't his exact word, but the idea is that sometimes people think that they're more important than they are. This happening to you, like, let's be real. That happening to you is not realistic. That is not, that's just not someone in Mex on the border in Mexico having your ID and uh it being linked like that is so unrealistic that does that's not going to happen to you that's just the fact of the matter so it's things like that like you know realizing being self-aware enough like okay realistically that's not going to happen another thing um when people call this is your we have a search warrant out on you they're not going to call you to tell you that first of all um things like that other i'm trying to think of some other tips they're not going to call you to tell you if you don't have an account for something you cannot my mom does not have a netflix account sometimes she'll get emails about something's wrong with your netflix account and she'll be like what do i do and i'm like delete the email and that's another thing too we have to help our parents our parents and our grandparents they're the ones who are going to be very likely scammed um you know the people there's the new scam i heard about where they'll like call you and it'll sound like um your child online is like being hurt or something um you know hang up call the child if they answer they're fine that's a scam we have to be on top because these people do not care they are ruthless they're ruthless they're evil they're terrible terrible humans so they're going to do and say anything to get to you this woman though like i mean so much i just i'm like i read that i read the art i'm like no and she's like oh i thought it would and i just can't help but say that would not have happened to me i'm sorry and the fact that she's the financial advisor oh goodness fifty thousand dollars in and that's the other thing too once okay you believe that you're in some sort of movie because that's a movie that is a movie and I love fantasy and escapism just as much as the next girl. 
I do. Like, I really do. I would love for something crazy and wild to happen to me. That would spice up my life. You know, I, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Like, that'll be something interesting to happen. You know, something like this happened to, she, you know, she's married, has children. Like, this is a big thing. Something like this happened to me. It's not that big. I don't have kids. I'm not married. Like, sure. I, I like to just mention the next person. But I think, I, I like to think that the moment I'm sitting, putting cash into a shoebox, a shoebox, I would like to think that I would raise an eyebrow. I'd take a beat and be like, you know what? This doesn't seem right. That's what I like to think would happen. Once again, I don't want to be like, could never be me because it, I don't think it could, but maybe, I, I don't know. Don't want to say it could never be me, but it certainly seems as if it would be, I'd be hard pressed for this to be me. Hard pressed. So there's that, there's that aspect of it. Um, I just, what do you guys think? Do you think that this is a scam that you think you would have fallen for? Where were the red flags, you think? Do you, oh, here's another thing too. Do you answer calls? Okay, it says Amazon's calling you. Would you, I would not answer if Amazon was calling. What would Amazon be calling me for? Oh, another thing too is like people can spoof. Um, I saw, uh, so in the TikTok, uh, I'm not, sorry, not the TikTok, in the article, um, they also said that there was a point where like the guy, the CIA was like, look at the CIA number. Um, I'm going to call now I'm going to call you and it's going to be from that number. See, I'm legit. I'm calling you from the CIA number. That could be faked. You know, faking a number, faking that this is Amazon call, like that all is fakeable. That's possible. And once again, like, I, I really don't think this could be me. And like, I can maybe fall for other scams. I gave someone cash once to buy a Metro um, ticket. Like I, I, it can fall things like that. Um, I told this homeless lady I was going to buy her lunch and then she, at Chipotle, she got everything on it pretty much and then got some for her husband. I feel like that was a little bit of, almost of a scam. Her husband that wasn't there. So essentially she got two meals. Like, I just don't see myself, like, there, just certain things are just like, that's crazy. That's, this is too much. This is too much. Everyone's talking about it, so I want to talk about it. What do you guys think? Do you think this was a believable scam? Would you have fallen for this? Like, be honest with yourself. If someone from Amazon transferred you to the FTC, they transferred you to the CIA, and they told you to put $50,000 in a shoebox, would you have done that? Would you not have called the police or called a lawyer? Especially if they're saying you could possibly be charged. Um, like, are they, would you, would you fall for that? Like, and if you would, think about why. I think my dad made a very good point. Like, I don't want to say you're not that important because that doesn't sound right. Like, that's not right. But, like, that's just, it's a movie. Like, I think that's just a movie. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's just that there's a plot to a movie. Plot to a movie. Let me know what you think in the comments. Last thing. I'm really excited about this. Um, And then, like, there's a tie-in for those of the girls. Last thing. Vogue did an article about the 2024 Met Gala dress code. If you know, I love dressing up and the Met Gala has like slowly become one of my favorite, like, Ooh, let's see the theme. I think I really like that. When I really tuned in, I was like, okay, I like this was celestial bodies though. 
it was weird because it was like all Catholic coded. I don't know what that was about. I loved it. I everybody looked so good. And I was like, okay, this, like I'm tuned in. So ever since then, I at least look at the pictures and like I like to, you know, hear commentary from different podcasts, from different like celebrity uh, news things, and I, I like the Met Gala. I think it's so beautiful. If I had one day, I would love to have some sort of Met Gala type thing, which we'll talk about in a second. But like, I, I love that, and it's all for charity. Okay, here we go. Monday, May 6th, Met Gala co-chairs Bad Bunny, Chris Hemsworth, Jennifer Lopez, Zendaya, and Vogue's Anna Wintour will welcome guests to the museum for an exhibition called Sleeping Beauties, Reawakening Fashion. A couple things before I continue. Bad Bunny being included, interesting. He does, like, push the envelope fashion-wise. Chris Hemsworth threw me. That threw me for a loop. I don't think I know of that man, like, fashion-wise. Like, I can't think of anything that he's done that has even, like, raised an eyebrow. Like, ooh, interesting. Bad Bunny has definitely done some stuff. I'm like, ooh, interesting. I might not like. You might not like. But, like, he's made, he said fashion things. Zendaya, of course. I mean, we know Queen. Jennifer Lopez. Okay. I'm not uh, for or against. I don't have strong opinions with Jennifer Lopez like everyone else on Twitter and the internet does. Not for or against. And I went to her, of course, queen. Okay. So the theme is Sleeping Beauties, Reawakening Fashion. The forthcoming show has not to do with the Grimm Brothers or Disney, but rather the celebration of clothing and fashion so fragile that it can't ever be worn again and are thus Sleeping Beauties and the sculptualist archives of the Costume Institute. And this analogy, we can consider the curator of in charge of the Costume Institute, Andrew Bolton, the prince, for rousing these fashions for a show. Oh, fun. Okay, I get it. Per the Metropolitan Museum of Art, we're expecting where to expect a range of fashion on display, which dates back to the 17th century English Elizabethan era Bodens that embodies the beauty of the natural world its fragility and its inevitable decay more modern less delicate pieces imbued with the same spirit as the spotlit fashions will be showcased alongside them and broken up into three sub themes land sea and sky Ooh, this is i'm so excited for this i really so there's one thing like i personally i really like fashion as i've gotten older and like i don't know just i like looking at really pretty things and I like that your clothes can kind of is almost like an express, like an extension of you, your personality. And like, I just, I love to see it. I love to see it. I think it's, it's fun to me. It's fun. I guess it's like how people like sports or like cars and blah. I like to see fashion and the Met Gala is fun because there's a theme and you can push the envelope. You can be safe or whatever. I love when people push the envelope. I love when there's like, um, you kind of have to like think a little bit about it. I love when it's just like a piece that fits someone's body so perfectly. So I'm really excited to see this land, sea, and sky. So like Sleeping Beauty, so different fashions that were like really, I'm guessing what it is, it's going to be like clothes and like different things that were kind of like old and like we don't really wear them as much anymore. And um, I guess land, sea, and I can't really think of like, I don't know. Lancy and Sky. I, I can't think of it. Um, so I'm excited to see it. Like, 
you know, there were certain themes where it was just kind of hard to realize like, okay, what was the theme and like, how do you dress for that? But I am, oh, sorry. Um, but I'm thinking like, you know, they're, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for you guys. Speaking of which, we don't have a Met Gala here at Those Are The Girls. We have something similar. And I'm excited to announce May 25th at 3 p.m. We will be having our second annual Those Are The Girls Tea Party. This tea party will take place in Charlotte at a beautiful tea house. Um, I'm getting all the details finished and finalized. You will have more information on it soon. Um, but I'm really excited. This year's theme is Real Girls Girls a coquette party. I'll post pictures of like the vibe and everything. Um, it is a tea party and it's gonna be at a tea house. That is so beautiful. I mean, it is gorgeous. So May 25th, keep that weekend open. If you live in the Charlotte area, it'll be easier for you to get there. If you don't and you want to bring your friends down, like reach out to me because I'm thinking like maybe for people if they you know, it's a holiday weekend. So like, if you're like, you know what? I want to make that weekend. Like I want to see Charlotte. I want to see Charlotte. Um, let me know. Maybe we can come up with like a plan for you and your friends to um, see other parts of Charlotte. Maybe we can do like other meetups, maybe on Friday night. Maybe we can do something um, Monday. Cause that's the holiday. I don't know. Like we can talk more about it, but like keep that weekend, May 25th, the theme, it's going to be so beautiful. You guys are going to have such a good time. The play, like the venue, I cannot express how beautiful it is. I'm so excited for this. Um, it is our second annual tea party. Um, and this is kind of like a way our Met Gala. I mean, it's not really Met Gala, but it's, it's kind of a way like our Met Gala. Um, everybody, we're going to dress on theme. The idea is dress on theme. If you are absolutely against it and it's like not who you are, sure, you don't have to dress on theme. But I think it's more fun to dress on theme. There's some theme. We can even do a best dress. I think we might do that. Like a who best encompasses the theme. I'll post pictures of the vibe and the aesthetic of everything. And like, I think it'll be fun. Anyone's welcome. Girls only. It's a girls only tea party. Sorry, girls only. Anyone's welcome. You don't have to necessarily agree with our ideology. I, it will be great if you did. And we're going to have speakers and we're going to have other things that will like, be talking about our ideology so you might be uncomfortable but i want you to come and listen you're welcome everyone's welcome once again girls only biological women only um but it's gonna be really cute and you guys are gonna like it so just a little easter egg for those who have already uh for those who listen if you listen all the way to the end you're gonna hear a fun little surprise if you didn't listen to the end well you're not here so you wouldn't know if you enjoyed this episode, though, let me know. If you're excited for the Met Gala, let me know. If you have an opinion on the GoFundMe, let me know. If you think you will be scammed, let me know. You can let me know in the comments on Spotify, wherever you're listening. Let me know on Instagram. When we post about the topics on the Instagram page. So if you're not already following the Instagram, you should follow the Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening. On Apple, please, 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 if you can leave a review, that would be so helpful. It helps with the algorithm. On Spotify, if you can um, rate it, that would be really, really beneficial as well. Um, on YouTube, if you can subscribe, leave a comment, uh, share, 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 share this episode, um, and do all the things. I hope you guys have a great day, night, evening, however, wherever you're listening. Bye.